Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the War Room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the Hot Block Commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to get the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The four for twenty six sort the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family, and welcome to another edition of the War Room. As we always tell you, you are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts, Dev McMillan. I'm in the building with my brothers from other mothers, B. Austin and Jimmy the Blueprint. We'll discuss some potential landing spots for the NBA's top free agents and live first-round NBA coverage in hour number two. I'm sorry, NBA draft coverage in hour number two. So keep it locked right here for this and everything else happening in the world of sports. And to get in on the conversation, just make sure you join us right now in the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, in, the game, in the Game Time app. I'm sorry, the Game Time group in the Group Me app. Uh, a bunch of and y'all know where you can find us. Just get on, find us. And if you want to holler at us, go ahead and do that. Also, if you want to call in directly and talk to us live, you can do that in about five minutes when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. As usual, one last thing before we get started. Make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, you check out archive episodes of our show at warroomsports.com, the Warroom Sports mobile app, iTunes, tune in. Stitcher, Google, most other places you do your podcast listening. What up, B? What's going on, man? T- t- tell me something. What are going, man? Before we, before we get started, what the hell is going on down on the southern border of the United States of America? <laughs> uh, Hitler concentration camps, uh, prosecution of former Native American folks, all types of the wild stuff is going on at Trump. Definitely wow down there, man. It's it's crazy, man. But look, we're not even gonna spend time giving um the orange god any time this week. Um, but what we are gonna do, we're gonna jump right into these hot topics because we gotta get things going, we gotta get it moving. So by hour number two, when that draft comes on, we can you know, we can give our live analysis of the picks until we're off the air. So family Let's talk money and how much of it you can make betting on sports at my bookie. FIFA World Cup is in effect. So if you haven't checked out my bookie, this is the great, this is one of the greatest times. Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. You guys tired of getting a runaround when it's time for a payout? That's why we urge you to join my bookie. You win, they pay fast. No hassles. You waste time sports betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wagers after tip-off, off, face-off, whatever you're betting on. Join now, and my bookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Just use the promo code WARROOM, caps W-A-R-R-O-O-M, 
to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid. Period. Straight cash, homie. No doubt, Randy. <laughs> no doubt. All right, so look, man. Um, I just mentioned in that in that read that the you know the FIFA World Cup is underway. Um, as I always tell people, you are the biggest resident football fan in the war room, B. Austin. Even though I think yes, sir. lost B. Austin. Oh, okay. And um, oh. you know it, it it's been going down. Like I know your son is interested. You know my son has watched a few games. We watched a few together. Uh, he was home today. I made sure, you know, while I wasn't home, that he watched some just to be able to, you know, to look at the game on a high level to be able to maybe add some stuff to what he's doing when he's out there. But what have you noticed so far about this particular FIFA World Upset, Cup? Upsets. Any, any standouts? Upsets. Down oh, yeah. go the champs. So Yeah, all uh, that Jeremy, that Mexico. Yeah, you know, the Mexicans took everything they feel about Trump out on Germany um, <laughs> and uh, knocked them out. So I believe mathematically Germany is beyond on the ropes. There is a slim, slim possibility they can end up still winning the tournament, but they would have to like win every single game from here on out, plus goal differentials. So they're basically eliminated from uh, championship contention. Um, Croatia, Croatia put a schlacking on Argentina and Argentina didn't like it. So they was trying to play bully ball uh, throughout the course of that game today, which was kind of funny um, because how are you going to bully someone from Croatia, Serbia, or Bosnia, Herzegovina? Like they used to assault rifles all their life. (laughs) So they, um, they beat, <clears throat> they beat uh, Argentina zero uh, three zero. They they three owed them. They body bagged them. And the problem that, that I have with that is they're you know amongst the soccer aficionados and pundits. There's this thing where it, it's not really like basketball or, or or some of the sports more common to America. A World Cup win actually has a place in where they decide your overall career is. So obviously the two, the argument for this generation's great is Lionel Messi or Ronald Cristiano Ronaldo, the best. And they go back and forth. Cristiano Ronaldo is tearing it up. Even at 33, he is balling. This I watched the uh, Portugal Morocco yeah. game the other day. They don't want no One problems. nothing victory, but he scored. Four minutes into the game on a yeah. diving header through yeah. a crowd of people. I'm like, come on, man. Like, um, you'll, like that's you'll, one of those you'll, moments where you're like, this dude is just living up to everything that they say. Yeah, he you'll, 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 relate, you'll relate to this, uh, you know, from a basketball standpoint, which that's what I do. I relate everything in soccer to basketball. If you don't like it, go go kill yourself. Um, he's like MJ in a sense that even though he's still 33, it's like, He's not really getting old. He plays a less athletic game, but it's so efficient. Like, he gets as many goals at this age as he did eight years ago. Like, it it looked different eight years ago. It was more flair, more panache, but it was still, like, he still gets major, major goal work. He had a hat trick in the first game. He scored all three of Portugal's goals. 
He's and their, their whole team is built around him. So as he goes, they go. Now they are a very talented bunch. So that means he has all of their goals in the the yeah. whole tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Wrong. Wrong name. You should be retiring soon. Um, but back to to Messi. Now, you know they're back and forth as to who, and neither one has a World Cup victory, right? Neither one. So that's a blemish on their resumes in terms of greatness talk, right? So who's the best ever? Is it Pele? Is it Diego Maradona? Is it uh, Ronaldo? Real Ronaldo? CR9 from Brazilian days? You know, those, that's the argument. And these two guys are trying to vie for that top spot, which some give to Pele, some give to Diego Maradona, some give to Ronaldo. Some even give it to Zinedine Zidane. Uh, the recent coach of Real Madrid who just, just booked it and left after uh, he, he did a walk-off, dropped the mic after winning the uh, Champions League. But those are your top tops in the world, and all of those guys won World Cups. So Messi has this thing where he dominates every facet of the game until his World Cup time. And it's like, World it's Cup. not that he doesn't dominate. He does dominate, but it doesn't hey, translate win. into wins. Right. And so the argument from pundits and fans alike is, yeah, he's one of the greatest of all time, but he can never be the greatest without a World Cup win. Um, France, so on from that, France is looking good. Uh, Brazil is favored. Uh, they're favored. They're looking okay. They have a win and a tie. Um, a I lot favor of Brazil t- every time I see a picture of their women. Oh, good, my bad. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Um, they're, they're interest, and, and these are all interesting because you have some countries that run their um, national teams much the way the U.S. runs their national basketball uh, program. Like, we're just going to throw together an all-star squad and roll them out there. And Brazil has a tendency to kind of do that, and they lose because there is no team chemistry and continuity, and they'll sometimes lose to lesser opponents. Like, example, the German team, which just lost, even though they have, they have an all-star team. They definitely have an all-star squad, but their national team program calls for their players to train a lot more together versus the Brazilians who just say, well, we're going to throw Marcelo out there. We're going to throw Neymar out there. We're going to throw Willian out there. We're going to throw Firmino out there. And whatever happens, happens because these are all, all top five players at their positions. So we can't lose and they end up losing. So um, this year they've concentrated a little bit more uh, on, on, on that continuity. Neymar is another one where, you know, he's 26. So he has some time. He's got at least two more world cups to, to win, but he's starting to fall into that category with Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. Like you want to be the best in the world and you want to be the best all time. You have to bring Brazil a World Cup, and there may even be more pressure on him because no one expects Portugal to win the World Cup. So Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't have as much pressure as Neymar and Messi because they're like, he's it. Like, you go and see a Portugal match to see him, which is a shame because they actually do have a pretty talented team, but it's all built around him. Here's a question for you. You know, outside of World Cup play, you know, Mm -hmm. since that's, you know, a country thing, who would you say is there a, a clear cut best soccer league in the world? 
Yes, clear cut. Yeah, there's there's five. I'll give you the top five. It's uh the Premiership, the Premier League in in, in the UK, followed, and then they're the clear cut number one. And then there'll be an argument for La Liga, which is uh, Spain, as number two. Uh, Bundesliga, which is Germany, as number three. Um, Syria A, which is the Italian league. And then there's an argument for France, uh, League One, as as uh, as the follow-on to that. So that's your now top. Now, the reason but the I ask this question far and away. is because you know how we do it here in America. First of all, you, you win a championship in, the, in your – American League, then you're the world champs. But but mm-hmm. other than that, like you see what people hold in higher esteem. Like you have a lot of NBA superstars who will play and win gold in the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. And they act like that's a, very, a really proud accomplishment. But a championship in the NBA is a bigger deal. So I brought that yeah. up because you were telling yeah. me how, you know, no matter what they do, those guys mm-hmm. can't get into that conversation. They can sit at the table, but they can't mm-hmm. get into the head of the table type conversation until they, you know, get that World Cup victory. So it seems so, like you yeah. know, it's a different dynamic uh, as far so as there's the league, there's the, there's the league, there's the league champ because the league um, championships. I thought the World Cup. I thought the World Cup was called. So this is all new information <laughs> for me. <laughs> there's the league there's the league championships and then within soccer because FIFA is the governing body they have the uh the UEFA championship which means the top 3 or 4 teams from every league plays against each other for basically a champion of the world um or well it ain't the world it's Europe <laughs> of the world Europe. Greg well, the world, Craig. No, it's a championship. This is, this is, of, this, this is why this is why soccer, well, excuse me, football is also trash because, like, all this information you give me, like, you should be able to, when Dell said, what's the best league? It should be one league and have one champion, kind of like we do. So the fact that all this stuff spread all around is um, it's trash. How, how is it trash? We don't, I See, mean, that's we don't that, play. That's that American yeah, thought process, because we just swear, like, all right, the NBA, the NFL, all that is the best in the world. I mean, and, and the money they put behind it and the fact that a lot of the best players from over there want to come play, I guess that justifies that, that thought process. But mm-hmm. I don't know, with, with, with soccer being like the world's game, I, I would find it difficult for them to be able to pin down one league for as many people in the world that play well, this you, game. You they wouldn't it, even be you know able to fit them all in one league. You know? you know what it is, Dev, too? The, when you speak about the money being spent, all those leagues That's spend the a lot of money, top, but nobody spends more money than the English. The English pay that guap out the out the wazoo, and it reflects in the talent because it's like people want to play in Spain, people want to play in 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 Germany a little bit, Italy sometimes, France sometimes. Everybody got to come to the Premier League. There's guys. <laughs> Then you come to the MLS when you're 36 and retire. Yo, from you come to the MLS when you, you when you're 38 and you can't you run and you've got arthritis, and then you get three million a season. <laughs> yep. uh, all right, so look, man, it's a it's a huge night in basketball. This thing of ours, um, and shout out to Austin for his uh, FIFA World Cup 2018 report. I think I've caught like three three and a half games so far, and yo. Know, <laughs> it's it's Yo, funny quick, how quick, once your quick, kids start quick, to yeah. get 
into this, real, real, it makes you more interested. Uh-huh. Yo, the MLS yeah. is like the only league that's still playing when all these other European leagues shut it down for the World Cup. The U.S. They gotta no practice. Game shit. <laughs> I said they got to practice. All right, so like I was, like I was saying, it's a, it's a big night in basketball. The 2018 NBA draft is here. And you know, you guys know how we do. This is actually this will be our eighth time doing it. Um, the first few picks of the draft will be going down as we're still on the air. So we're going to give you live pick by pick analysis in the second half of the show, up until the minute we go off air. But before that, let's talk about something. I mean, this isn't going to happen. It's not going to. The dominoes aren't going to start falling until after draft time. But the draft might have a say, you know, in what's going to happen. So those are the things we can't predict. But let's talk a little bit about some of the top free agents in the NBA and where some of these landing spots um, might end up. Now, I know everybody here has LeBron fatigue, and that's not a bad thing. It's just that, you know, he's that big of a story that he's talked about all the time. And even if he's not in the news, somebody's going to find a way to bring him up. But let's. We can't have this without starting out with LeBron because for, what, the third time uh, in his career, it is the quote-unquote summer of LeBron. Um, All the dominoes will be waiting to fall because they want to see what LeBron James is going to do. I mean, some guys out there won't wait, but LeBron is is the biggest name in free agency this season. You have a lot of teams to be rumored to have a shot at him. Uh, The main ones are uh, Jimmy's Los Angeles Lakers, um, our Philadelphia 76ers. Um, you cool, hear man. a little bit of talk about Boston, potentially Houston. Um, we also heard that LeBron wouldn't be opposed to taking a meeting with the Golden State Warriors. Um, <laughs> the funny part about that, y'all, KD has told the Warriors that he's not going to exercise his free agency. You know, he's basically going to re-sign with them. But what if they told him, why don't you just hold up until we, you know, meet with LeBron? Do y'all think if LeBron said, all right, I'm going to sign here, they're going to sell KD, thanks for your services? Or are they just going to scrap their whole bit? I think that would be great. No, I think it would be great if they had turned their back on KD. Just for the drama? Wait, after he said he was going to That would be great. Yo, Jimmy Green's drama, yo. Yo, yo, yo! Jimmy ain't even here for the basketball. He's here for the drama. <laughs> he's about to be his new. That's about to be his second moniker: the Blueprint or Jimmy Drama. <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Drama, probably my my yo, favorite thirty-minute show me, of all time. Tell me that wouldn't be amazing, though, yo. Yo, yo that was, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like, I, was, I was having sinister thoughts because he kind of played himself, put himself out there by saying, "Oh, I'm going to resign with him." So it's like he might not even be taking meetings with anybody else, but if, if I'm them, like you, you know, they're they're fine with KD. Like they're still kind of they seem to be unbeatable to a lot of people, but you have to think about it. You know, <laughs> uh, like, hey, uh, Kev, um, sorry, <laughs> but not sorry. No, that that would be that definitely him in the way he did. So. Yo. Where do you guys see um, LeBron potentially landing? What's what's the the biggest uh, probability for you guys? Uh, I'm gonna defer to James. 
Oh, well, here, here's my opinion. My opinion is Government that I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know, but I think that um, every it's, it's hard because they talk about LeBron 24 right, seven. So it changes like know, every six minutes. So it's like, it's so like they've kind of like polluted my mind. Originally, I would say like you know, um, Houston because uh, Houston literally was one game away from dethroning the Warriors uh, from the Western Conference. Um, right. So from a competitive so you're standpoint, saying Houston like, would make the most sense. Yeah, but then, like, I heard Paul say that the would rather go to L.A. than Houston. I hear a lot of people say it's L.A. thing, and I heard someone say um, that LeBron is making a life decision, not necessarily a basketball decision. Yeah, and I've heard I've heard that. I've I know, heard that, too. They said he hates Houston. And I know that basketball, basketball is his side hustle. Like, LeBron, you know, huh. he he plays basketball because he was given um, – he was just given abilities. So he decided to utilize, but that's not what his own thing goes. You got Chris in L.A. You got none in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but another yeah, thing, so, though, Jim, is to hear that from one of his, quote, unquote, close friends in the league, one of his banana boat brothers, mm-hmm. that could be them throwing people off the trail because Houston is a name that you don't true. hear too much. I think when we bring up Houston, it's mostly us talking heads saying that, you know, for what these guys value these days, that would make the most sense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because think about it. I don't think, I don't think Miami was on anybody's radar the first time around until maybe within that final sixteen, eighteen hours when Stephen A. Smith broke the news and kind of messed up, you know, the whole hour-long decision. Like we all heard the rumors is, is whether or not you believe Stephen A. Smith, and he ended up being right on the whole thing. So you know these guys. We're going to try to be right, so as much suspense as we want to get out of this, somebody's going to ruin it in the final 24 hours anyway. But I've been hearing a lot lately, you know, during the playoffs, there was a lot of momentum for Philadelphia. Um, now I hear a lot of momentum for the Los Angeles Lakers, and then, you know, you got the Kawhi Leonard situation that we're going to talk about in a, in a minute um, that may give some credence for that to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, w- I would say the Lakers are the front runners in this uh, at this particular minute, and it has a lot to do with what Jimmy just said, the fact that LeBron is making a life decision, and we kind of know where outside of Cleveland, I mean, you know, outside of Cleveland for necessary reasons. All right, I'm from Ohio. I played a lot of years here, so, you know, I got to build some roots here. You know, you got some stuff down mm-hmm. in Miami because of that stop. But throughout it all, you know what I'm saying? He's always seemed to be partial to L.A. as far as everything else outside of basketball, including living and, you know, his wife, what we hear, you know, where she likes to be. So I, I think L.A. has the, happy the wife, happy life. Yeah, I think L.A. has thing, right? uh, the track on so this. So from a basketball standpoint, right, um, I would love for LeBron to go to L.A. because, I mean, when you look at the Lakers right now, to me, like, you got Lake two back. players making 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 diss songs at each other. So, I mean, <laughs> does he really want to deal with that immaturity? Yeah, but I think I think if he goes there, somebody getting up out of dodge because if he goes yeah. there, Paul George is coming with him. We know your yeah. man wants to get traded there. So you know if they want to make that big three, then you know yeah. What's the one, name is gone? if not both of those dudes are gone. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the it ball, probably the ball wouldn't brother even is a sideshow to a sideshow to a sideshow. I mean, he, right. he's, he's got talent. He'll have a good career, but he's gone. He's up out of there. And, and for Cruz, contractual reasons, I know that um, they would get rid of the, the twin, um, Brooks. What's his name? Not Brooks. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah, Brooks. Yeah, he, he's out of here. Oh, I said Brooks. <laughs> I mean, Brooks, no. not Brooks. Like a, like a chick, Brooks. Yeah, he's out of here. Lopez. Though. He's out of here. Yeah, he, he would definitely be out of here. That's a nice little chunk that you can get off the book. And and he has he has he still has trade value. Somebody will pick up that contract um, when the Lakers start wheeling and dealing if they start to put all of this stuff together. So that, that's that's where I'm locking in. You know, y'all know for different reasons. And you know, I kind of hope that the Sixers are out of this this LeBron talk. As crazy as it sounds, because you know, if it happens, you know, all the complain like all the complaining that I would do about the potential destruction <laughs> after LeBron leaves, like once it's done, it's done. So at that point you're just gonna have to jump on board, root for the team. And you know, there will be there will become a time when the season is looming around the corner that it would start to get a little exciting. Like, you know, we got LeBron James on our team. But I, I really hope the Sixers aren't major players in this whole thing. I, I I hope they continue to build it a little more organically like they have been. And even if they pick up a free agent or make a trade, you know, just somebody that doesn't mm-hmm. have the same say so and, and power as LeBron. So um yeah, that that's that it's gonna be interesting to see where he lands, but it's it's a crazy time, man. Like Jimmy said, it's a <laughs> what a time to be alive when we get to look forward to this kind of thing every few years with the top players in the league because it's just a different league now. So, and, like, oh. and honestly, honestly, man, I'll be thinking, because I'm a conspiracy theorist, as everybody knows. I, I sit here and think about, like, LeBron at this point, and, I mean, I, gotta, I just got to admit, LeBron is bigger than the NBA. Considering the Warriors won the championship, and every day I turn on TV, no one cares that they won the championship. They still talk about LeBron James every day as if he didn't just get swept out of the championship. It, it kind of <laughs> like doesn't it kind of it kind of lends uh, when people say, well, you know, it don't matter because it really doesn't seem to matter. But when I look at that and then I look at um how the, the big names are taking shorter contracts and it makes sense financially for them. I mean, I feel like they're in cahoots with the NBA because you talked about it today, Dev, how like, yo, um, summer league starts today. I feel like the championship thing was last week, but summer league starts today. It's like they're trying to really get in their NFL zone and be like a 24-7, 365 sport, which they kind of already were, but now it's like on sale. Um, so that, that that's interesting to me. So LeBron probably had a meeting like, yo, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be going to, you know, he probably set him the bargaining. He said, we're going to do this, and this is how we're going to do it. So we, uh, you know, he can be constantly be talked about, not just him, but every other uh, big name free agent. My man, um, the mute, the mute's not even a free agent right now. Right. Yeah. It's like, um, what's the point of contracts? Yeah. And I, I was mistaken about that too, Jim. It, it don't start today, but it'll, it'll be right around the corner. <laughs> it, it, it'll be like a week or two, okay. a week, week and a half from now. Oh, okay. it's like Friday, Friday, really July. I'm like. Yeah, because they okay, had okay. when I looked like, on, on NBA.com, they have it, you know, in the little left corner where they have like tonight's games. They have the games and they have the times, 3 p.m. But if you look up, it says 
Friday, July 6th, so that's my bad. I was okay. like, yo, they ain't even okay. draft yet. I'm like, how they going to do that? <laughs> yeah, because my bad. you told me that. I'm like, yo, like, really? Like, that's, giving that's, out bunk that's information. That's a bit much. But, <laughs> no, but, that's um, alternative facts. But, yeah, that's all. Yeah, but still, but still, but even, even with that being said, it's still weird because, um, like, a, a, a guy like Kawhi, or the mute as we call him, um, he's not even a free agent, yo. Right. He beefing with Pop heavy and he wants to uh put Tony Parker with his fishes swim. Yeah, but you openly talk <laughs> about where you going. I'm openly <laughs> gonna talk about where I'm going Yeah, that's true. Keeping it real though. He's wrong. He so. um he's he's basically he's basically saving a lot of teams a lot of trouble. You know, trying to put together trade packages and stuff like that. I mean, the Lakers have already reached out because that's the team that he wants to go to. Um, as our resident San Antonio Spurs fan, shout out to Vod from Tissue and the Tape podcast, as he told us, they don't want to deal with the Lakers. So on the 10th, they told him FOH. I have a feeling, though, if there's no team, and it's not even a feeling, like you're going to eventually have to play ball with the Lakers because – he put it out there, so there's no team that's going to be willing to give up assets for this guy unless it's a team that's so desperate right now but so close that they're willing to, you know, give up some a few assets for a one-year rental to try to make a run at this thing. The first thing, first team that comes to mind for me is the Houston Rockets. There's nobody mm-hmm. else in the league that I can think about that – would be that should be even willing to blow up what they have for it. Like, like Boston is close, but at the same time, Boston is still young. Houston, this could be their window because Chris Paul's going to leave. You know, he might resign now. You know, he's one of the free agents out there. He might resign now, but if you don't do anything else major, he resigns. He either gets injured or ends next season and it's over for him or at least over for him in Houston then you're kind of back at square one with just uh, James Harden. So if there was any team that was willing to do it, it would, in my opinion, it would be Houston. But after that, if Houston don't come calling, I think San Antonio is going to have to swallow their little rivalry pride, and they're going to have to make a deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, uh, so, like, what do you do? Do you force him to, like, show up and just play somewhere where he doesn't want to play? And if you're him, what do you do? Do you still, like, go 110% or do you – because you've got to go he's professional, so you can't just, like, throw in a towel. Right. See, but, but, but for me, Jim, because, like, I, I still to this day don't understand how the hell Kyrie Irving got traded. Like, because I'm like, what leverage did he have? Kawhi Leonard has all the leverage because if you force him to play, then that's all well and good for this season, but he's going to roll and you're not going to get anything for him. So if he's telling you yeah. on his last year of his contract that I do not want to be here, that's the kind of leverage that I thought you should have had for Kyrie to get out of Cleveland. I, I still don't know to this day how the hell Kyrie muscled them into letting him go. <laughs> like, I told him FOH and play. I mean, we heard some Yo, things later like, saying that he would have had knee surgery had they not traded him. You hear that stuff later. You know, are you really going to go through with that and look like a biatch to everybody? Like, well, see, that's the thing. Like, I think I think that a lot of times when we talk about the NBA, we think about ourselves and also just like on, um, like, I don't want to like have revisionist history or see the generation we grew up in. 
but these dudes like it's a different it's a different ball game. So yeah, to answer your sweet. question, I think he might have done that. They sweet. Shaq said, Shaq said, I got what Shaq said. I got hurt on company time. I'm a rehab on company time. Like <laughs> actually, I'm blaming Mike for this, man, because Mike Mike uh, brought, a, brought around this whole thing of um, your personal brand as an NBA player. Um, <laughs> so I think Curry might have. Now they that. take that job. Because Wait, a lot of things, a lot a lot of things. A lot of things that we look at, like, yo, why would you do that? Like, even me sitting here saying, what's he going to do? Just sit out? He's not going to be professional? But when I think about it, first people accuse him of doing that this year. Yeah. They, they, and they so, damn sure have a good case of that. But, but you know, back to, to my original, I just don't, like, he has leverage. So I think at some point, they're going to have to play ball with the Los Angeles Lakers because everybody is going to be afraid of a dude who put it out there. I mean, and he's doing them a favor. At least they don't have to waste time and try to guess or, you know, try to talk to him, try to talk him into re-signing with them and all that kind of stuff. He put it out there. I want to go. I'm going to L.A. in 2019. So, you know, he's basically telling all suitors, if you sign me, I mean, if you trade for me, you got a one-year rental, and you're probably going to be wasting your assets. Um, yo, there's somebody at the draft that got on like a, a King Jaffe Joe Fair um, <laughs> lion around his shoulders. Yo. How do you uh, – Draft by the start getting crazy because people are going to look at this, and then next year it's going to be on from here on out. <laughs> how do you not, how do you not um, tamper today's NBA? Right. See, that's the thing. He saved he saved everybody in the Lakers organization. He saved everybody from even having to come close to Tampa. He tampered him damn, his damn self. Tampa, going to LA. Yo, no, players, year. yeah, exactly. Players <laughs> tamper these days. Like, yeah. Yeah, the players tamper. Like, yo, I want to go here. Yo, even to the point where, and I know we're going to talk about the draft in the future, you got people in the draft now telling straight teams, like, yo, don't draft me. Like, I'm playing it. Like, yo, you got, yo, yo, you're not even in the league yet. There's only one player in the staff who was cool when the Kings drafted him. I'm like, yo, come on now. And, and you know, not that this hasn't happened before, but like Jimmy, like it's happening on a, on a bigger scale now. I mean, we've had the, the Steve Francis uh, situation, you know, in the NFL, we've had the, the Eli Manning situation. Um, we we had the rumors of the Kobe situation uh, when he got drafted. Um, I think we may have learned after the fact that it didn't really go down like that. But people, we so, believe what we want to believe. So to hell with your truth. Um, so, <laughs> so a question. So a question for 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 you guys with with regarding that. How does that impact the product? And how does that impact the competitiveness of the league? Because it's like, what makes me sick about today is it's like competitiveness is seeping out. And how can you have sports with without competitiveness? Without competitiveness, you have the WWE. Like, and I don't, I'm, I'm cool on, on my basketball. <laughs> I don't think. So, yeah, I, I mean, think, I think Jimmy said the best going class at the top because, you know, for the foreseeable future. You know, you have maybe the same teams fighting for it. I mean, we've had the same Yo, NBA Cleveland, finals for the past four years. Cleveland wasn't the best. 
Cleveland wasn't the best. That was not competitive. That was LeBron. I, well, they're the best on the Eastern Conference side. I had no <laughs> doubt of that, that even when they were be. going through the struggles and making trades. That ain't, that ain't hard to be in here. But still. <laughs> but still. So, you know, I mean, the, the best, the, the, the Rockets and the, and the Warriors clashed around before that and had the, a seven-game mm-hmm. series, like, you know, most people wanted to see. Anyway, we mm-hmm. already knew. People said it from the door. Like, yeah, the real NBA Finals are going to happen in the Western Conference Finals. So we had that, and then they did their little walkthrough in the NBA Finals, but you know, we still got to see some ball. <laughs> All right, so so that, so that we talked about LeBron. We talked about uh, Kawhi and his demands. Uh, we also got people out there, the the two unrestricted big names that's left out there is uh, Paul George and DeMarcus Cousins. What, what, what do y'all think? Paul George, it, that might pretty much be a done deal in L.A. as well. That he might be meeting LeBron in L.A. And then, you know, if they can get Kawhi somehow, Yo, LeBron they have LeBron's one of the illest big threes in the league. LeBron, LeBron's entire team is talking to Paul George's one or two guys, and that's already a done deal. Like, that's worked out. Paul See, George kinda, knows bro. He's a wingman. I kind of think I kind of think Paul George would sign with the Lakers even if LeBron had nothing to do with it. Mm. As a matter mm. of fact, with me saying that, I mean, you, saying you that know the years. only other – I know. You know the only other landing spot I can see Paul George go to? Us. Cleveland, if LeBron can, if he stays and can recruit him there. So I see the mm-hmm. Lakers or Cleveland for uh, for Paul George. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless LeBron goes somewhere else and recruits him there, he might do a summit and get everybody back in Miami. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, so, yeah. it's so whack, man. What about, yeah, it, what it about is, DeMarcus? It's also, it's, also, it's also funny to me how this dude is literally running the entire, like, a culture of basketball. Like, Let's yo, go crazy, AAU! Man. This is Mike's fault, man. If Mike, Mike knew how he had, Mike was not teaming up with Mike, Cats, though. No, because Mike didn't recognize his power to lead him. And I think he would have teamed up with Cats. Mike might have Mike might have traded Scotty to make it harder for himself, but I'm just saying, like Mike <laughs> recognized his foul. Mike, Mike, if yo, you know what, Jim? He would have. He probably would have, knowing what the conversation is now. That is exactly what I was about to say, B. If he would, if he would have heard how people are talking now, back then, he would have got Pip traded in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he went nothing until Pip came. Pipped the man on that team. <laughs> He'd have got Pippen traded in the yo, New York minute. What was telling to me is like when they told Shaq, Shaq was like, yo, I wish I knew I could have did this. He was like, I just thought I couldn't do it. Like, I wish I knew I could have did this. Yo, Shaq only compared about to play with for King. three years as you like to yo, the boy, boy, I mean, I, I think Shaq definitely would have did it. Though. I mean, Shaq in his own career played for like 19 teams. And like he yeah. one of the best players of all time. And he went on he a little did. chase. At the end of his career, but and even now he's giving LeBron, he was he's telling LeBron that your le- your legacy is cemented. He was like, I would advise against you going chip in from team to team, you know, for the rest of your career. And I can, you know, I he didn't really get into the exact reasons he was saying it, but I could see Shaq 
having regrets because of the way that looked. Like you're looked at as one of the top three to five centers in NBA history, one of the top 20 players in NBA history, but the end of your career looks really stupid because you had on a new uniform every year. I can understand how somebody would eventually feel regret about that whole thing. Um, let's we got some some calls on the line. Let's go to the line real quick. Uh, we got the homie in Arizona, Tobias calling in. Tobias, what's going on? Roll damn tide. Roll tide and whoa. Uh, today, Jameis Winston got suspended. We suspended for three games. The Bulls are going to draft some white guy who did well in the tournament, who, who probably runs <laughs> six four in the forty. The dude probably runs his height in the forty. Uh, you know, probably play the Iowa State. The whole coaching staff and the front office went to Iowa State, not Duke. Well, they can, I can't they can trade up. They can get Mo Bamba because he got wingspan. Oh, Lord. Oh, because he was shooting threes in practice? Oh, let Yo, me get him. He was shooting threes in practice. If I hear about this boy's wingspan one more time, because I don't think I've ever heard about a player's wingspan. His boy, they never talk about his game. It's like, yo, his wingspan. His wingspan. Yo, there's literally, there's literally like 50 YouTube videos all about his wingspan. You know what? They're gonna make a poster and ball like they did a mic with his arms out. Yeah. You know what reminds me of? He reminds me of when the Bulls are stupid enough to trade Lamarcus Aldridge for Tyrus Thomas. And the only thing we do about Tyrus Thomas, he can run and jump. Tyrus Thomas. (laughs) <laughs> he was an athletic piece of yo, know, he Yeah. Oh sorry. If all we know about is how tall you are, you run and jump, can you shoot? Can you score? Can you play defense? Let's start with that first. But uh shooting practice and, and warm ups. Yeah. But you guys talked about free agency earlier, right? Uh the thing is I think I've heard Chris I think his name is Chris um Sam Amick, I think I forgot what it's called, it's Chris Mannix, that's his name. He brought up a good point. It was like young team, like the Lakers, Philly. Uh, will they will they take LeBron signing a one year contract like he's done? Because he he might have to give up assets. And do you want to give up assets for somebody who may do a one year deal? Not saying he's wrong for doing that, but uh, but that that's a question. But I think he's gonna sign a longer term deal this time because this may be his last stop wherever he goes. I think he's – and, and is, for that reason right there, I think that's why the Lakers are front runners. That's where I think that's where Dude wants to retire. LeBron already yeah. makes movies and TV shows, and come on, you got to be out in Hollywood. Ain't no shame in that. No to, shame in that. If he wants to go there, be hands oh. on. Like yeah. Jimmy said, basketball is his hobby. Like he can make you money anywhere, but I think he wants to be hands on type. And, uh, and, and if I'm the Lakers, if he wants to go there. You kind of got to sign the guy. <laughs> you got to take him. He's the best in the world. You got to. You can't say no to the best in the world. But it, it, the question is that uh, how, if they gonna fit, if they gonna have all three of these guys, all three play the same position pretty much. Then uh, will they end up with the same problems they did in Miami, where they have you know no what, though? bench for a bunch of? Nah, nah. You slide, Paul George. Well, for hold these on, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I think was that the same problem Miami had with who? No, what He's I was saying about is like when they had that super team, like the salaries and stuff like that, and like the kind of like when everybody talking about like Golden State, for example, they had a lot of luck with their super team with the draft. I understand about the fit and all that, right? 
But it just it just makes me laugh when people like like look at Miami like that. Like yo, two championships if they went to like what three, four, something like that. Three? They win every year. No, yeah, they win every year. What I'm saying is that like that was pretty. But what I'm saying is that like, but they also have got lucky with veterans want to take the medal. Not five, not six, not seven, not yeah, eight. Yeah, I mean compared yeah, I to what they, they, they thought, Jim, and what we thought. I ain't gonna front. I thought I'm like, man, it's over for the league. Like they really didn't live up to what the expectations were, and I, I see what you're saying. They like, didn't. Like I see both of your points because he he you know it's not a myth. Like it did happen. Like they had some struggles and it, and depth was a part of it. But you know then after a while every every half decent veteran who was on their way out went in there, took a minimum, and and played with them. And the bench bench did get a little bit stronger. At least it got smarter because it was a lot of veterans on it. Um, but at the same time, you're like, yo, they won two championships in four years. Like, yo, that, that, <laughs> you're looking at that it like, team, how didn't it work? But I think team, had they had team. a deeper bench, they probably would have ran four for four on that joint. And that it wouldn't have been four for four because he wouldn't have left if they won four straight chips. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, he definitely, <laughs> he definitely <laughs> wouldn't have left. That, that, team fits, that team fits together because you put, uh, you put Silent Bob AKA the mute at the three. You put uh Paul uh George Paul at the two and then you let LeBron do what Magic did, play the one, the four, and get the cure to HIV and make movies and he cool. Hey. All I wanna know is that how that big baller brand works in Sacramento or Memphis or wherever they're gonna ship Lonzo Ball off to. But <laughs> you know, I want the haters to know this. <laughs> If, if they trade him, it's not because of basketball like him. It's because they're bringing in these other guys here, these, more, these better established veterans that are going for it. And that happens sometimes. It's like when they brought in Kevin Love to Cleveland. LeBron didn't want to wait in these young guys. He's ready to go. And he got Kevin Love. And uh, Now, you can say it might have worked out the way Wiggins has turned out right about now, Mr. Empty Stats. But uh, but that, that, that's what happens. There wasn't no indictment on Whit- uh, Wiggins. It's not going to be an indictment on the young guys on the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, it's true. This hey, is true. But I mean, about... Go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, no, I'm going to jump on this real quick. Cause I know you guys got people to talk to. All right. Oh, yes, I know James is getting suspended for something that allegedly happened in 2016. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but the thing with this conduct policy is, and not because it's my team. Even like with Zeke Elliott and some of these other people, you don't go to jail or nothing, but they still suspend you anyway. And that's just how like a lot of this PR stuff is now. And it's like, and then why it takes eight months to figure this stuff out? And like even with Zeke, it took forever to do it. Let's get going because we got your, these teams your, out here. That, what's your that? what's your feeling? What's your feeling to realize the biases? Because it's not about right or wrong. It's not about the. It's not about right or wrong. It's not even about the legality of the thing. It's about the perception of the public and the sponsors. So they take the time really to take the temperature of how fans and sponsors will react if it if they feel it'll blow over or the needle isn't being moved. Then they just keep on you know business as usual. If they feel as though there'll be some blowback then they measure out what the punishment will be based on what they perceive public perception is. That's all it is. Yeah. 
You can murder. Yeah, you can murder. You can murder somebody in the league, and if you can get away, if 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 Aaron Hernandez had got off on a technicality, he would be playing in the in the National Football League. No only thing that only thing that matters is if you stand up for black people's rights. Now that is going too far. But outside of that, they don't care what you do. No, they don't. And, and you know, and my whole thing is that, like, I think that's one of those things, like what Jimmy said, blame Mike earlier. I say blame how they handle Ray Rice. <laughs> Nobody was mad until they saw the cameras. And it's like now, with anything, my whole thing is, hey, if, if he convicted under, under like, uh, if he convicted, you, you got found you convicted, you guilty, whatever, hey, I'll move off of you. You got to go. But my thing, if I always feel like, like you was Zeke Elliott. That was, they had nothing, but they still suspended him anyway. And it's like, yeah. but I do, but I, I'm cool with Jameis not fighting it. Cause they, they, they not going to reduce it. Just go ahead, take your three games and go home. Cause, and it's not going to change anyone's opinion. Like a Reuben Foster found that the woman lied, but there are people out there still going to say, well, he paid her to lie. He paid her to do that. So once you got the yeah, same. Yeah, make up their, their mind. Yeah, they make up their, their minds, yeah, and, just, and that's that. Yeah, it's nothing you can do about it. But, I, hey, I know you guys got uh, other people to take care of. And mm-hmm. I got one question, and I'll take it out. I know all these people talk about Luka Dunches, right? And every year we get the hot Euro guy. And I remember Nico Miritor was the hot Euro guy, and I said, well, let's see how he does in the league first. He's a nice player, but he'll hype him up in the dirt. It seems like that the, the American players get nitpicked but the Euro guys get all this benefit of the doubt. And, and I think he might be a nice player, but I think we should start reserving judgment on these Euro guys until they play against NBA guys. You know, these Euro teams don't have many M- American players on their teams. It's mostly their own guys. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, because over there, you can only have a certain amount of Americans on your team at the same time. Three. So. And it took dark time. Um, hey, remember not. It took Dirk a couple of years before he became Dirk. <laughs> so it's an adjustment. So I think this kid is set up for failure because they're hyping him up like he's going to be like LeBron out of high school the way he's talking about him. And if he's anything short, they're going to say he's a bust. But the kid's 19. he got to let him grow. And hopefully he doesn't go to Sacramento because we know what happens in Sacramento. All promise of prospects go there to die. <laughs> you know? But, uh, but, hey, you guys have a good one, man. And you guys keep doing the good work, fellas. All right, thanks, man. Thank you, thank you, brother. Thank you. But with all that said, though, both look nice. (laughs) Both look nice. (laughs) Boy, Luca, yeah, he look he look nice. Um, Yeah, but I get I get his point though. And I don't know. um, I definitely get his point. Back to the LeBron thing. I don't know if Scott you serious or not, but he said LeBron pump faking all of y'all. He going to the Knicks and break the bank. <laughs> you know, go to the Knicks and break his career. <laughs> the Knicks are back again. The Knicks are always back. All right, so we, we gotta move on to some stuff in a few minutes. But one last thing that's going to uh, impact free agency: Dwight Howard was traded yesterday. Um, he was traded from Charlotte to Brooklyn. Um, and a deal that will send Dwight Howard to Brooklyn for Timothy Mozgov, two second-round picks, and cash. Now, today, another axe came down in this whole situation, 
and the White Howard and the New, and the Brooklyn Nets are in talks about a buyout. So they're going to buy him out his twenty three point eight million dollar expiring contract, so he can be on his way now. And in his words, he wants to be in a situation where he has an opportunity to help a team win. Um, he said that's his only goal. All he needs is a chance and a clean slate where people are not talking about his past. And when he says his past, you know, according to teammates of the past, like Dwight Howard is not a pleasant dude to play with. And it seems like when he leaves teams, you know, the the guys in that locker room are happy as hell. So I'm like, at what yeah, point did crazy, Dwight man. Howard, the smiling, clowning, dancing, Superman doing dude become – this old curmudgeon that nobody likes and such an a-hole. Like, what is this transformation? Shout out out to you for using curmudgeon. Um, (laughs) I I don't know. All I know is the bull sat on Ellen and said, my mommy said that I'm a champion whether I win or lose. (laughs) At that point, there's nothing else really to say here or speak about in terms of Dwindler. I think to me it may be like too much too soon because the 2009 – Dwight was one of the best players in the NBA, and he got all right. the accolades and, and everything that comes with that. And it seems like ever since that happened, you know, his personality started to suck. Like humility was out the window, and he thought he was he thought that he was already Shaq before actually getting to that level. That's what it seems right. like when you look back at his career. He could have been an a hole before then, or the success could have just accentuated what he already was, which is an a hole. Because I mean, I thought he was a clown. I just thought he didn't strap up. He's an a Now, you know, he's a clown that don't strap up any a <laughs> Yo, and, the thing, and and that's another thing, too. Like, and I hate to bring LeBron in because, God, LeBron. But anyway, the one thing about LeBron, like when you mentioned it a, a little while ago, how, like, all those free agents um, who had a little bit of game left and who had no prize came and played with him. It's like <laughs> he's always, everybody that talks about him considered one of the best teammates. And – a lot of times, guys don't understand that how far that goes to the point where, like, yo, Dwight, you you make teams lose because nobody likes you. And right. I've never seen someone who was at that level that he was at when we talk about it. Uh, he was an MVP candidate, defensive player of the year. I mean, even last year, he put up a solid, what, 17, 12, something like that. But um, I've never seen anyone go from there to the point where you've just been traded around like a straight spot. Like, my man has been on, like, seven teams in seven years, and it seems like he gets traded on the same day every year. And it's not, I know, right? They say yesterday was the Wade Howard day. But, and it's not like a Shaq thing. Like, Shaq was doing this on his own. The White was just, like, his act runs its course, and people are like, yo, get him out of here. You know what I mean? And like teams are just getting rid of him. But he was on his so way to being, being he another was on his player. way to being Shaq. And now he's Orlando Woolridge. <laughs> right. Chris That's Gatling crazy because we, we have this conversation with people all the time about his Hall of Fame candidacy. And the crazy part about it all is he probably has some like his resume has probably cemented him a spot in the Hall of Fame. But judging him, uh, you know, judging how his career is playing out you know, in the second half, like, how is that Hall of Fame ceremony even going to look? Because you're going to look at him like, yo, he don't deserve to be here. But then you're going to think about the Dwight. They're going to show you the highlights of the Dwight that you forgot about. And you're like, my mommy said, how did he get I here? Win or I lose, I'm a champion. <laughs> I'm a champion. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yo, yo. so that's another player that's going to be on the free agent market. And I think, you know, of course he won't have a problem getting a job. It's just a, at what level is he going to get a job? Like, is he going to make $28 million next year like he would have if he didn't, you know, ask for this buyout? Listen, man. I, I, I can see Dwight, him Dwight. joining a I, – I would say this is the bad thing, Jimmy, because Golden State, if he's talking about helping a team win, Golden State might be all that's left for him because yep. the other teams that he might be in contention, Houston, Bridge burned. Will L.A. take him back if they got, you know, if he want to take a, a, a terrible contract to play with LeBron and, and whoever else goes there if they go there? Like, did he burn that bridge too? So it's like, who are you going to help win? Because you were on – you were you were in those cities that are at the top of the league now, and you kind of burn bridges on the way out. So yeah. Yo, I'm looking, I'm looking at his numbers. I can't front on his numbers, yo. His numbers I, mean exactly. – and and you know what puts him in there? Three time defensive player of the year. It's a wrap. Yeah, he he's was also, he's also um sixteen and twelve and a half last year. He's still kind of balling. You know, he's he's captain yeah, and he was a team. <laughs> and and he's been um he's been a multiple time captain in the STS team. It stands for sugar to shit on my but um, <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of players. There's a lot of players on that list, but uh, he he's one of them. He's definitely one of them, man. <laughs> All right, well he's let's uh, them, let's breeze through these uh um, these grind topics and these birthdays before this draft starts. But before we do that, I just want to give a quick stat of the week, and this stat is an age stat, and it's not a record breaker or anything because they do this stuff all the time. But John Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverine football program have offered a scholarship to a seventh grade thirteen year old quarterback. <laughs> I don't even care to, get to, the, to, to, the, to the story with the name and all that stuff. I'm just gonna leave that right there. <laughs> seventh grade and he already has his option to take a scholarship to the University of Michigan. Shout out to him. Hook me up with one of them scholarships. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I play baseball. <laughs> All right, so real quick before Jimmy tells us what happened while we were on the grind, uh, y'all know the drill. Y'all can check out our website, boardroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak with us about any NBA draft topics, dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323 Press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press one if you want to talk. And we see we, we still have some calls on the line. We see you. Uh, hold just a little bit longer so we can get this stuff out of the way. And once we go into this NBA draft talk, um, the conversation will be a little bit of a freestyle conversation, and we'll get right back to the phone lines. What up? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. But um, before we even before we go any further, um. Let's talk about what happened while you were on the grind, which is brought to you, of course, by Sports the Book. If you're tired of reading the same old sports books with the same title, sports lists and rankings and all kinds of BS, pick up Sports the Book. Smart people only read the sports. Listen, man, it's the greatest sports book ever is. All I can say is go to sportsthebook.com or go to the hub at boardroomsports.com and cop the book. Uh, it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the grind, everybody. Shout out to Aisha Curry, man. But Aisha Curry, 
uh, the new restaurant, a new Houston restaurant. She can and, have um, it. Everybody, everybody knows what happened between the Warriors and the Rockets this past season. So some some Rockets fans, uh, you know, felt some type of way about her um, restaurant, and they like bombed her page with all sorts of negative reviews, like, <laughs> just because it's Aisha yeah. Curry. But you know what the cat of the story is? The restaurant hasn't opened yet. <laughs> but, yep. but because they know it's coming, they know who the owner is. They've already created, uh, a, you know, a profile for it on Yelp, and everybody's bumming it. And it's a place that they've never ever eaten because it's not open yet. This is how fickle Petty sports was, fans Petty are. <laughs> and when the joint come Petty out, it'll probably be the best restaurant in Houston. <laughs> but they messing up the business because they salty wow. because they choked in Game Seven. <laughs> well, that's 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 her fault for not investing in the um in the community over there in Golden State. Although I probably know why because it's too damn high. But um, <laughs> they got or she should be petty back. <laughs> or she should be petty back and just um, you know, when it goes up there, put like uh. Banners inside the restaurant of the championship. <laughs> That's what you. Oh, you know how serious fans are these days, man. They might firebomb the place. They firebomb the trash out of yeah. She'd be like, Oof. and y'all don't even catch that. That's a double entendre. Don't even ask how. They'd be like, move. Never mind. Anyway, um, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I think that's pretty petty, but sometimes being petty is amazing. Um. So we'll see if she's petty or how she handles this. Because my thing is, what do you do? You have to open at this point. Yeah. People who are celebrities, though, people still going to eat there. The people yeah, who are cold-pressed Rocket fans, they probably can't afford to eat there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to yeah, your miserable you. lives. <laughs> exactly. Go eat at your miserable crib. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your miserable lives. You know, um, what a burger people. Man? Government, though, yeah. We know Enos Kanter, um, aka the Freedom Fighter. Um, well, his father got 15 years, uh, the Turkish government doing because of his mouth for 15 years because of Enos's mouth. And I mean, I don't know if you have any particulars <laughs> about this day, but the first thing I thought of is why didn't he get his family out of there? You just have to let your political hands go. You know, Jim, I thought about, remember, we talked about this when, you know, the last time we reported on Inez running his mouth like he wasn't afraid of the threats from the government. I thought about that as we were talking about that story. I'm like, okay, if you're in a serious situation where it pretty much looks like you can never go back home, like, why would you keep your family there? If if they're that ruthless and that petty over the stuff that you did, then of course they would go mess with, you know, the the, the that you love so mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm, I'm with you I don't understand I don't understand but they, they're accusing his dad of being a terrorist and we heard rumors about you know Inez having ties with terrorism so I don't know for all that we say about this maybe it's true <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's top, you know on some diehard type stuff I don't know so Either way, yeah, you should have tried the to government. Get out of the there. government of Turkey, the incumbent government, they're slime balls. Not, not you know, defending Enes Kanter one way or the other. But I do happen to know that what goes on in Ankara is not cool. So, uh, yo, free my man Enes Kanter's dad, man. Let my man live. And he said, "I will continue to keep fighting for human rights and freedom of speech, justice, and democracy." 
of all, I will stand for what I believe in. All I'm doing is trying to be a voice of innocent people. Keep my family, innocent people, in your prayers. So shout out to, like Jimmy said, the freedom fighter. Um, well, you don't sound top, too I'm, concerned about this pop, though. probably is a tear. I know. If I'm in top, I'm like, come on, cuz. Like, really? You gonna leave? You can't even yeah, see me over there? People. Nah, I think, I think it's pop. I think it's pop wanted to stay there. I don't know. Throw some shit up. But if he did, guess what? <laughs> he got everything he asked for. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Yo! No, anyway, man. No, I'm just saying, no, I'm saying if you, if you decide that you want to stay there, you already know. You, you already know what it is, so it's like, come on, that's, I mean, not, not saying what they did is right. Not saying what they did is right, but come on, cuz. Anyway, yo, um, this is what you wanted, wasn't it? This is what you wanted. I mean, what you, what do you think they was going to do? He lucky they ain't murky. Anyway, that's next. That's, um, that's the next thing we're going to report. Yeah. Candace's father is missing. <laughs> oh man! They're gonna, blend, they're gonna put Bo in a blender. So listen, um, let's talk about the uh, the new sneaker yeah. giant, man. Let's talk about Puma, man. Here be also in cops. You know what I'm saying? But, talk about this. Um, Puma, Puma is back. They signed Sir Claude Frazier to a lifetime deal and then released some sneaks with Puma. Uh, Sean Corey Carter is the head of like basketball over there, so Puma um signing draft picks. Puma. Puma's in the building, man. Shout out to Emory. So that was, but, uh, that, that was a New York right there. I'm from New York. Let me get Walt Clyde a lifetime um, deal. Like, who the hell was checking for Walt Clyde? Crazy part is, though, I ain't going to hold you. When I think of basketball and Puma, he is the person I think of. Because Clyde was a kid. His chicks was fire. His chicks was fire. Now listen, yo, because like, I remember when we was younger, Cats was wearing them Johnson. I'm like, yo, Clyde ain't played in 20 years. He's still selling kicks. <laughs> now, like like Jimmy just said, Sean Carter, aka Jay Z, is the head of the basketball division or something of of Puma. So I was when we when we talked about this yesterday, I was giving the dude props because I have never seen anybody in my life take greater monetary advantage of the the co-offing um culture that we live every day here in America. Cool culture. Like <laughs> Richard writing is a major part of American life and Jay-Z takes advantage of. It. You look back to the whole Brooklyn Nets situation. He took great advantage of it then because he go in there with like $250,000 worth of, you know, a stake in the company. <laughs> And the fact that they let him help on some creative, you know, ideas and branding and stuff like that. And everybody who was anybody was running around talking about how he was the owner of the New Jersey and then the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Jay-Z owned 90%. He stole 10% to the little Russian guy. (laughs) Like y'all was saying, Walt Frazier, like y'all haven't seen anybody really rock Pumas like that since Walt Frazier. But since Jay-Z has taken over the helm of the um, basketball division, yo, they signed two of the, the potential top five draft picks in tonight's NBA draft. And I think they got a third one, um, third top ten guy. And uh, didn't they sign Porter as well, Jim? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So they got like three top ten draft picks that are going to walk across the stage tonight. I mean, you got giants like Nike, Adidas. You know what I'm saying? You got smaller people who've been in basketball for a long time. Reebok. All you need need is to get Jay up in the fold and just because people like to be associated with him. They like to be around his aura. Like this dude has gotten some big names to sign already. Big rookie names. Listen, man, here's the thing. Here's the thing. First off, um, salute to him for – taking advantage yeah. of it because I, I'm pretty sure that other people that, um, you know, in terms of celebrity were bigger and had an opportunity, but they don't, it seems like he has the, um, the audacity to ask for things that others probably could have gotten before him or even after him. A lot of times it's about, yo, I'm just going to ask for this and see what they do. So he gets things done. But what's interesting to me is the ball, the yeah, ball he is got capitalized on Koloff culture. And I love it. Yo, <laughs> Yo, his man Emery did 11 years in, in prison and came home, and he's Jay-Z homie, and he got his own shoe. Like, he had his own, <laughs> like, his own brand shoe. Like, he had his Because own, if Jay tells yo, you, give my man a shoe, then you give his man a shoe. Period. What's wrong, what wrong with you? He, he got, <laughs> yo, he got, he got Mika's he got shoe. He got Rihanna wearing Puma. It's like oh, oh he got oh, yo you know, he I got, got Meek a shoe. Giz Meek got a shoe for it. For who? For what? <laughs> yo. <laughs> Seriously. I can, if I could monetize all the cold off and we received in our lives, like Jay. Yo. Listen, yo, listen, yo, listen, listen, yo, listen, yo, listen, 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 yo, why yo, why we skill why we still got a shoe? Why you got a shoe? If you're Puma, if you're Puma, how happy are you? Like we're talking about Puma. Exactly. Uh, no, so like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Back up. Hold on. We just brought, listen, not... listen, listen. And this is uh-huh. this is one of those things where like a lot of people out there wouldn't even trust. Like, you know, they wouldn't even trust a Puma if if it wasn't for Jay. Like Puma, I think has to at, at this point they have to go back in the lab and put their time in. What do we say? Like like Hyundai and Kia. Like Hyundai has been making pretty good cars for years, but nobody trusts them because all you think about is the Hyundai Excel from like 88 that was a piece of trash. But they've been Yo, that's a good cars for a long time feet. putting their work in, and now you know, their, their, their hard work is paying off. Puma don't have to put work in because they got Jay. That's it. Yo. So we get Yo. Hyundai, Yo. Hyundai got Rodney King ass kicked. Listen, nah, though, I'm gonna um, stand up. I'm gonna stand up for Puma though. Leo, I've been I've been rocking Puma for a long time, and they kick. I was about to say you have the most Puma of anybody I know. But your Pumas, <laughs> because for, the Pumas that Puma. you wear, be are are for for dancing on cardboard boxes, not for um. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't tell me that none of the. No, he called me a b boy. No, but even, but even being, even behind None that, of the Puma you've been you rocking got. Puma. You ain't trying to run ball in them joints. No, Puma, Puma was leading off. Yo, Puma, Puma was leading off Sports Center. We're talking about Puma on our show, so it's a difference. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. No, you are definitely right. Shout out to Skyview. Oh. He's he's watching the draft coverage. He said DeAndre Ayton already sporting a hundred thousand dollar Rolex. He said, "Bro, grab a rebound first, killer." DeAndre Ayton would answer hey, look. who for what? They're going to give it to me. Exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> Who for what? Listen, man, success is making it to your second contract, man. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> That's all it is. Kwame Brown was a major Yo. success. He got like three, four contracts. Yo, ain't that what the young boy said? Success is making it to your second contract, man. Y'all <laughs> talking about championships. And members only jackets. And I, yo, I fully agree. Pumas go with gazelles and member members only jackets, not basketball shorts. And I rock, hey, and I rock all of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them. All right. So what yo. else happened? Because this draft is about to start in a few minutes. Oh damn! My bad. I'm sitting there laughing at this, laughing at this uh, idiocracy or or else. Uh, Look the Puma though, man. Looks like it winning on both sides. Everybody's winning. Jay winning. I hope he got equity though. You know what I'm saying? You know, probably. Probably. Now, now I'm gonna have um, to retire my Pumas because the wrong people are gonna rock Puma now, and I can't be associated with that. Gonna be a lot of young dudes <laughs> real tight pants, <laughs> real tight sweat. Yo, yo, yo! But speaking of that real quick, before we go to the next topic, shout to our brother Savad, aka at Davis backwards. But uh, he posted in our group chat the um, pictures of the first Pumas that dropped, which are the new Clyde. And I'm not a sneakerhead. Um, Shot the fist of the sneakerhead. I'm not a sneakerhead, so I don't know. Yeah. That, that's a whole culture that I respect because I know that's like they do their own thing. But from my novice eyes, yo, they look just like um, everything else. Like, I swear that Adidas, Nike, and now even Puma, they, yo, they're making the same sneaker and they're just changing the logo. Just, and like, whoever yeah, they, they, they all they're just sharing shoes. shoes. Right. Yeah, it was like y'all gangbangers now. They probably all like, look, it's like they like gangbangers. Like, look, we all do the same thing, but who you bang with, cuz? Like, <laughs> manufacturer, like, manufacturer, like, I got uh, Yo, what 3,000 pairs. I got to ship these to Adidas. I got to ship these to, to Puma. Same damn shit. And the last point about last point about Puma, I'm going to ask you, because I'm probably the only person that think about this. I just wondered it, though. Like, what does this do to uh, the Triple B? Because Triple B was trying to jump in and be like, you know, um, and... Obviously, they were independent, yo, but Jimmy, this was yo, a yo, whole different. Yo, wait, 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 hold. Yo, Jimmy, it's over, B. It's over. It's, 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 <laughs> they actually signed somebody like, else. You ain't got to say no more. Don't bring, up, don't bring no old stuff up, they, man. It's, it, it was no, good while somebody. I'm back. They signed. It was good so you saying them signing Jordan Crawford ain't a big deal? <laughs> Who? <laughs> I mean, they did, though. They signed Jordan Crawford. Who that? Jordan Crawford. Yo, man, I'm gonna be one of your favorite players in the world. I just used, I just used he's Jordan Crawford's favorite off-brand. I just used Jordan Crawford at his at it for the joke because I bang with Jordan Crawford. Like, that's that's my one of his off-brand. That's my guy. But who? <laughs> he liked them over the headline said they better than they are. The headline said big. The headline said big baller versus Jordan. But you know, <laughs> you know what they doing? They know what they doing. <laughs> what I'm saying is though. No, but like, and so, so like, if you're, if you're them, right? This how does this make you look? Because Yo, wait, wait, let's wait. face it, Puma didn't. I one mean, more, I, I one more level, one more level of context to that, though, Jimmy. Jordan Crawford wasn't even in the NBA two seasons ago. Like they shipped him <laughs> Yo, to Europe. Hold up, Did you know that? Yo, he wasn't even in the league. Is he in it now? But hold up, <laughs> here's my point. Take my point, though. My point is, I don't know how long has had this in the works. Probably a long time. He just gonna spring up or something like this out of the blue. And he had got Emory a sneak two years ago, so he already had a relationship with them. And mm-hmm. I have noticed, even going back to like um, the Made in America, joint, he's always wearing, he's always Yo, this wearing stuff. This oh, got, got some Air Emerys, man. People are like, who the hell is Emory? 
Yo, so, but even but even if you peep and you look at Jay Z like the main record joint and all that, he's been wearing poor stuff. Like so, it's probably been in the work. But mm-hmm. aside, um, but you know what, Jim? That's how easy it, it is these days, though. If you're that big and you you have that many followers, you can just favor something and wear it, and then tell your rep. Come Richard Rodney. Yeah, you can, you basically can brody yourself into deals these days. <laughs> I mean, because because yeah. influence yeah. matters. Think about, is, think about it is. Think about it is. Here's the thing. Like, and shout to Seth Godin, who talks about this in his book. Um, influences have always mattered. The difference between now and back then is people recognize that. So even it was harder to it was harder to be media. an influencer. Yeah, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, back in the day, you you watched something because you liked it, but now. Be like, even to the point where like, if you watch old TV and someone like Pepsi, they just had a Pepsi. Now, if Pepsi ain't cutting a check, they will blur your joint out. Right. Like, but even so back then, people recognize the power of cosine. You had to catch them somewhere and recognize it. Now, you can just go on and take pictures. Throw yourself on the net. <laughs> and make sure people see you. You know what I'm saying? Don't leave it up to, Listen, to chance. Tiffany, make sure they Tiffany see you. Tiffany Haddish made a joke and talked about in the how she uses Groupon all the time. Now she's the poster. She's the face of the actual brand. They hired her. I don't know yep. if they paid her, but she's no, the face she of the did, brand. Yo, based she, upon got joke she, she got a big bag. She got a big But in in the joke, she was talking about how she loves Groupon, and now, you know. So I mean, it was a perfect. Look at look at the Marshawn with a Skittles deal. Like so, you're right. You can brody yourself into it. But it, it, that's because people recognize it. And it goes back. It's Michael Jordan's fault. But listen, though, um, with the whole Puma thing, the point I was trying to make is this. It kind of makes LeVar – because LeVar probably could have got this if this wasn't in playback. And if he says, look, I got these three sons, my one son's on the second pick of the draft. You know, he, he trying to do part of it. Remember, he was asking for astronomical prices. Right. But you know, when is he going to come – is he going to stay stubborn with that? Or is he going to come down on them price points? Nah, yo, listen, y'all know. still talking about this boy. Yo, it's over. Because he signed Jordan Crawford. Yo, the last good thing Jordan Crawford did, which is the reason why I like him, was drop 40 on Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. That's it. That's it. It's nothing. <laughs> and we talking about yo, big I- baller fraud. I would, no, I would shout, out, shout out to DeAndre Ayton, Marv Valley, and and, and Porter, <laughs> the Puma boys. Yo, I was just asking you guys, do you think that he could have leveraged what he had going on at the time? I mean, we know that his son couldn't shoot at the time, but do you think he could have leveraged at the time to kind of yo, pull like a better deal yo, with Puma, which would have helped him with you're delivery? At, you're absolutely, they, you're absolutely dead on, Jimmy. They wouldn't you're have said dead, dead the wrong size shirt. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead on. That's why he's an idiot. Besides him being a coon, like Yo, he's really damn, an idiot because he could have leveraged the following that he created in the brand and gotten and stopped saying this dumb stuff like, I want you to sign all three of my boys for a billion and really. <laughs> what about my son's mom? Um, you can, he could have signed. He could have got them signed to a real brand, leveraged that, and really ensured the family's future off of a major brand. Now he's just out there floating and flim-flamming 
and having brothers like you supporting him because y'all are good, solid brothers trying to look out for the black man, and he's a noodle. No, no, he's entertaining. That's it's what it is. The boy's entertaining. If I could afford five hundred, um, I'd buy some mellow ones. Them jones kind of hot. They might well, fall apart on my own. Just get some old Kobe's. <laughs> no, those are those. I'm talking about the mellows. Oh. Yo, but my my thing is, here's my thing, right? So I was just asking because, like, I understand the whole idea of wanting to own their own. It is cool. But these days, like Dev said, when people recognize their power and the brands are willing to partner with you because in the long term it helps them too. I mean, ownership is ownership. Get you some equity. Get you some right. equity because I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, that Jay Z got equity because. At this point in his career, he don't just need it. There's no check. point in him getting another check. Yeah, he's not taking <laughs> checks. So, I mean, that's kind of like all he talks about, and other than uh, shaming you for another stream is there. Outside of that, he talks about equity. So, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure but that you know, uh, you know what you got something. Is, is human nature? You know what I'm saying? Because, and I've been there before. I know we've all probably we've all been there before. Like when you start businesses, especially your first business. Like, you want your name to be involved. Like, I've, I've actually yeah. learned that, you know, that's not what you want. That's not the smoke that yeah. you want. Yeah. I've learned that through you some hard times and, and, and business practices. But, you know what I'm saying, when you're, when you're young at it, and he's not a young man, but he's pretty young at business. You know what I'm saying? You want your name to be a part of everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, we even said from the start, like, big baller brand. Like, that's the stupidest name in sports right now. Like if, if I'm, I'm being a hundred. But what I'm what I'm saying is what I'm saying is he has to have his name in He probably could have got a big baller brand Puma though. Yeah. He could have probably got a big baller brand Puma though. Mm-hmm. I mean he could have got something, but like you said, he you know people they have this illusion of ownership. Like the only kind of ownership has to be something that has my name attached to it. But yeah, he he could have. Probably swallow some of his pride, brought that asking price down. Somebody would have seen his vision, even if it was like a Puma, or shit, if it was a K Swiss or something like that. Somebody would have seen yeah, his vision. Yo, he out here asking yo, for a billion man, in partnerships and people. Yeah, exactly. You see, he was drawn. My thing is, equity <laughs> get your own brand with your own like. Because yo, I told you the boy, yo Gary Vaynerchuk has his own K Swiss. Mm-hmm. And them drawings yo. are terrible. They are straight ugly, like yo. But my whole point is, man, I was just wondering, like, what's this does do for him? Let's move on because there's a couple more stories. I know we want to get into this whole draft and everything. But uh, said, speaking um, of big baller brand, the JBL starts today. The hell he gonna start that on draft night? Oh God, that doesn't even that don't even send the right message to your players because these are dudes that want to play a year and then go to the draft. You having games? Never mind. Go ahead. Yo, and I'm supported this. He probably point. got a discount rate. That nigga, okay. He really, he really, he really, he think that he's Donald Trump. He's trying to fuck Donald Trump to me. Because Donald Trump, imagine being a political consultant. He's your client. Yeah, he does everything you want somebody not to do. And it right. works, but. Um, Don't listen to He's nothing. like, I'm going to do everything in, I'm going to do everything in business that I shouldn't do. And this the only, the only way you take Donald Trump on as as a client is if you sit down with your strategy team and you say, listen, we're going to make this work for us because we know he's not going to listen to us. So we got to figure out a way to flip this because you can't give him advice. You're not going to listen. All right. 
They doing introductions. Hold Let's on, get these last two out of the way. His birthday. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, just real quick though, your man Gary Vaynerchuk has two different case lists. And they're bad. One is trash. Gary one and the Gary two. Oh, one, no, one is that bad. One, one looks just like the Clyde Pumas. Yo, and yo like you are a forty-something-year-old man trying to sell us on the air on K Swisher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying been. to sell you on K Swisher. What I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is, them Jones look just like that Puma. Looks just like the Nike. So they they in a uh, mix. Um, them all them trash too. You know what? Your man, uh, LeVar Ball, probably could have got a deal with Lotto. Lotto was... <laughs> no. Remember, Lotto, remember you could take the logo off? It was Velcro. Yeah, Lotto was... You could change the color. Yeah, I need some Lottos, man. Some Deodoras. Deodoras was that work. I need some Deodoras. Yo, you could have some... What's the John? What's the John Autumn cast on DC with? Sacconis. Sacconis. Big ball of British Knights. <laughs> Burger King kicks. All right, what's your man do though? What's yeah. your man JJ? JJ, we not Yo, trading him man. away to help LeBron win a championship in Cleveland. Hickson do. Yo, JJ Hickson um, ran up on some boy. He he ran, yo, he got charged with a home invasion. He um put fucking you know, actually got like six tickets of bread. So yo, they described it is, as a frightening home invasion. <laughs> and uh. Sonoya, Sonoya, Georgia. So he down your way somewhere, B. Laying the home invasion game down. I would knock J.J. Hickson into his next life. They said the victim was beat pretty good, and they took some personal items from the residents. And at that point in time, through the help of a canvas, we were able to identify a suspect and a suspect vehicle. We were able to identify him from that. I think of the two or three dudes who did it, J.J. Hickson is the only one who's been arrested so far and charged. Um, do y'all remember back in 2009, 2010 when LeBron James left the first time? And shout out to the Holiday mm-hmm. brothers because Aaron Holiday was just introduced and Drew and the other brother, forgot his name, they all came out with him. So it's a family affair up at the draft for the Holiday boys. But um, <laughs> back in 2009, 2010, I think during that season, during LeBron's last season, the first time around in Cleveland, you know, the whole thing was about getting LeBron some help. They were trying to get into the Amari Stoudemire sweepstakes, which back then, Amari Stoudemire was still a baller. He was not trade J.J. Hickson. They would not make him a part of a package to get Amari Stoudemire, so the deal fell through. LeBron ended up leaving, <laughs> and the rest of he went his- home that night. He went home that night and said, "Wait, like dog, they're gonna keep JJ Hickson." <laughs> <laughs> now JJ Hickson out here almost laying the murder game down to steal somebody's belongings because he no longer has an NBA job. LeBron and Stat could have made some noise. Could have made some noise back then. Yeah, he was still, he was still standing tall and talented back then when they uh, tried to pull that move off. Yeah, but shout out Anyways, to JJ. Shout out to JJ Hickson, man. Um, speaking of that, let's talk about the soldier dude, man. The soldier, uh, Kevin Winslow Jr. was arrested on suspicious crimes. Yo, that was your man, the yeah. soldier. Yeah, they said he's a, a, you, no, he dude. was arrested for buying his uh, his mother-in-law a crib. 
<laughs> Listen, they say they said he was accused of two rapes. Try to make a joke out of this because we're gonna get killed for it. But cougar rape, man, seriously? Like, come on, man. So, listen, when you hear the clip that we just played, like, you take that and you take some of his other interviews from his career and just his, his whole disposition, like, he won't get the benefit of the doubt from any jury because of. You know, the, the stuff he used to do while he was playing. Like, his attitude. Like, I don't think he would be Somebody TV, loud as hell. <laughs> oh, I got draft on blast. No, but, I mean, what do y'all think? Because, I mean, we got to move on real quick, but, like, people act he- like, you know, the, 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 the whole justice system is fair, and they have, they put a jury together, and most of them don't know about the person or anything like that, but come on, man. We know. People go in. Everybody's starstruck these days. They're going to go in with preconceived notions, and this dude don't stand a chance, man. He, I mean, if he did he it, he doesn't that you. Can we get a word from the you to see how they feel about him right now? Because it's all about that you. <laughs> you. Oh, wait, wait. We about to find out how Let much me... the, We about to find out how much the you don't care about you. Let me tell y'all something though, because I just told you that the 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 two rapes were fifty four and fifty nine year old women. However, um, in May he had a uh, indecent exposure and burglary with the intent to rape a seventy one year old woman. In June, he had burglary and the intent to rape an eighty six year old woman. Not to say he he should be out there trying to rape 20-somethings, but what's his obsession? This is CTE, man. He must have have had a thing for his grandma, Matt. Yo, what is it it about tight end? What is it about the tight end position that has these dudes? Well, I don't know. Never mind. I don't know, but this is sick. I mean, like I said, not that it wouldn't be sick if these were younger people, but this dude is out here trying to rob and rape like grandmothers. Like, something, something's wrong. With I, mean, I always thought something was wrong with the dude, but not on this level. Like you think things can't get worse. We 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 hear about a Darren Sharper, and we're like, yo, I can't believe we're on the air talking about Darren Sharper being a sexual predator. And then you read something like this, where you just take it to the next level. Like seriously. <laughs> oh, you thought yeah, Darren Sharper was bad? Wait, hold my beer real quick. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely hold my beer. Yo, he was trying to smash a chick that was born during the Depression. <laughs> Yo, baby boomers, man. Come on, cuz. <laughs> All right, no, man. Like... BBBR. This dude, Nasty, and the draft is about to come on. So let me give some quick birthday shout outs, man. Um, this boy, Nasty. The birthdays are brought to you by nobody, and we only have a few today. Shout out to the homie Richard Jefferson, who turns 38. He stayed around long enough to grab him a championship off the back of. LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. So shout out to 38-year-old Richard Jefferson. Uh, Derek Coleman, one of the most skilled power forwards to ever grace the NBA, turns 51 years old today. So shout out to D.C. And Tom Chambers turns 59 today. So shout out to Tom Chambers and... Shout out to everybody we just mentioned. We'd like to give a nice big war room salute to all of these folks on their birthdays. Salute and happy birthday. Like somebody get it's my spanking. birthday. Yay! All right, Jim, you got it. Yes, sir. It's time to talk about the National Basketball Association. And the draft is actually giving me a start, gentlemen. But uh, this is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you and your business need a custom website? Listen, stop using websites. Stop for, um, pointing people to your Facebook page. Hit up Digital Extreme Technologies and get you a real website. Stop pointing people to IG page and making them two-hour-long videos. But uh, you hit up Digital Extreme Technologies by going to digitalextremetech.com or one two six seven two zero five four two zero three. And if you want a discount, be like, yo, I heard this list door war room, so hook me up, and you will be hooked up. Gentlemen, the commissioner is at the podium. What are your thoughts about this draft class overall before you start? Uh-huh. Um, I, 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 think, I think it's a pretty good draft class. I think over the last month or so, though, I think the depth of and the talent level of the draft class has started to get a little bit overanalyzed, a little bit overrated. But, you know, at the top, and the reason I say that, because with, like most drafts, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the guys at the top, you really don't know if these are going to be surefire NBA all-stars. You don't even know if they're going to be surefire NBA um, contributors. Starters. You know what I'm saying? You have the names up there, Aiton, uh, Bagley, Doncic, um, but you, but but there's a big question mark behind everybody. There's sometimes when you go into a draft class, you kind of just know. And we don't have those as often as we used to. But <laughs> I, I definitely don't think that that this is one of them. So right now, the the Phoenix Suns are on the clock. Uh, most people figure that pick to be DeAndre Ayton from the University of Arizona. Like I tried to no, tell Jimmy before, like you know, all the all the lotteries are rigged for some reason. <laughs> the Arizona boy is gonna stay in Arizona, but um, what what do y'all think he can add to this team? Like, you know, with young Devin Booker and and the little bit of progress they made this uh, past season. Like, do y'all think uh, he can step right in, great. at the center position, and do anything for them in the Western Conference? 
with with his athleticism, no. I mean, with his athleticism, <laughs> he can definitely step in and get a and get a run. I don't know where this is going to result in wins. Um, right. You know, all they have all they have on their roster is Tyson Chandler, and he's been a so what for a few years now. So, <laughs> so I think he can get a run. Um, a lot of talent, uh, a lot of defensive tools. Don't know about the skill, and he ain't gonna learn no skill from Tyson Chandler. So I don't know. Uh, first off, first off, I just want to shout out to all the girlfriends I'm looking at here at who probably won't um, be with these young men in the next six months. So um, shout out to y'all. Enjoy your night. Um, <laughs> but it's man, the West is the what the West is tough, man. I don't know. Right. I mean, how is Josh Jackson going to develop? That's what's interesting to see. Devin Booker is a player. We know he can play in this league. So right. who knows, though? I mean, they, I mean, they may have something. They got the the, 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 the coaching from uh, overseas or whatever. So um, we'll see what he does because at this point, Jimmy, the NBA is a thorough league anyway. And you mentioned Devin Booker, but you got to figure that if Josh Jackson doesn't hurry the hell up with his, uh, his development and DeAndre Ayton doesn't come in and, and be an immediate impact, like Devin Booker's gonna pack his bags when it's time, you know. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna let Rip Brown playing it. <laughs> so let me give you his particulars. You know, since we we think he's gonna be the first pick, um, DeAndre Ayton from Arizona. He goes seven feet, two hundred sixty pounds. He's nineteen years old. Uh, in his one year at Arizona, he averaged twenty points, eleven point six rebounds, shot sixty one point two percent from the field. Um, he's pretty much been the top prospect on the big board of most draft pundits since the start of the season. Um, so, you know, nobody figures that anything's going to change here tonight. I don't know what the hell Phoenix is waiting for. It's one of those things, like, if you know who you're going to pick, and why are you letting the clock run down? Why are we being dramatic when we can just go out there and make the pick? I think, they've, uh, I think they may decide to trade this, this pick. Uh, you serious? You think they will? Or you just mm-hmm. you listening? Um, no, nah, I'm serious. I, 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 I've heard some whispers. Who I've would heard some whispers? I, I'm thinking like, what kind of deals would be possible though? Mm-hmm. I don't understand what kind of deals mm-hmm. would be possible. Your man, um, Mikael Bridges look like he's sitting with two chicks, Jimmy. <laughs> Shout out to Lou Williams. <laughs> Shout out to Lou. Alright, so some more stuff Lou about Lou Um he, he, he like B said about his skill level, like he's one of them dudes that's still still learning. Um they say he needs to improve defensively, uh, but he's kinda suffering from a reputation. The whole Arizona team was pretty much terrible on defense uh last year, but of course just like we talk when we talk about defenders in the NBA, most of these guys being uber athletic, they have the tools to be great defenders. So it's just that you have to make up your mind that this is what I want to be. Like I want to be somebody that's going to lock down. And here comes the commissioner now with 30 seconds left. He ain't, he ain't got no it. choice. This boy ain't got no whole bunch of skills to be lagging on defense <laughs> in the NBA. Okay, and with a big smile on the commissioner's face. <laughs> they, uh, 
DeAndre Ayton was in, is indeed the first overall first pick of uh, the Phoenix Suns franchise history. It's the first time they've ever gotten to choose this high in the draft. So I hope they don't blow it. But, uh, you know, back to my point before we started talking, though, like as good as he was in his one year in college, it's just like I don't – this is just not one of those surefire things. I, I thought like a Ben Simmons going number one was a surefire thing, but even as that draft, you know, came down and people started to overanalyze, even he lost his luster to a lot of people. People weren't sure exactly, you know, about what he could do and what he would do at the next level. Um, when's the last time, fellas, that you like name some recent number one overall picks that were pretty much surefire? Like not Marcus even judging Fultz. after the fact. Markel Fultz. <laughs> no, <real talk. laughs> no, seriously, real talk. Anthony Bennett was a surefire bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like it's so easy for us to think of the people who didn't do so well. I mean, the jury's still out on Markel Fultz, but you know, I'm used to. Back in the day when somebody was the number one overall pick, most of the time, like, they came in, started <laughs> half the time, and was a immediate contributor and was an all-star a couple seasons later. But, like, yeah, that's, that's, go down the list of number one picks. Like, I don't even think we could have called Kyrie Irving a surefire. He had only played eleven games in college. We really didn't know. No, I keep it. I, I mean, keep it hundred. I keep it hundred, Dev. I had no clue Kyrie Irving was going to be good. I mean, because here's the thing, though. Right. You got to think back in the day. Back in the day, cats were developed. They were twenty-something years old coming in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's, just, it's a little different now. A little different. Yeah, um, because all these you guys got to see them learn. And and I knew, college I knew, Andrew, actually, I knew Andrew Wiggins because they didn't have to so deal fun. with the one and done. Where now they're just like we just got to do whatever we can to win win a, a championship. Like college coaches aren't even the teachers that they once were. You, they you, just see, you see the comparison? They, see the comparison they're making right now? Who they comparing to? Who was that? Oh, which which channel are you watching the draft on? I'm watching both, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. Oh my bad. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about uh, what's this? ESPN talking. Uh, they say the next Joel and. Oh yeah, I see them showing Joel shooting the, the the jump shot, the pull up. I'm like, well, <laughs> Joel his mom is down there having a moment. That's the kind of stuff that you love to see in the draft, though, because you hear about. I don't know his situation, but just throughout history, you hear about the struggle and where these people come from. So it's like it's like a day of reckoning, and you see the the, the emotion from their family members, like. Whatever problems, whatever money problems we had before, like those problems are over. You know, money don't solve yeah, yeah. all problems. Money solves money problems. That's the boy Sexton. Sexton looked like his family already had a couple of dollars. His family, I, I saw him on TV the other day, the uh, Black Lightning family. It was like, boy, boy, got, um, <laughs> brothers and sisters, they was all well-groomed and looking nice. I was like, damn, it. You know, have y'all have y'all noticed that in this this draft, there's awful lot of bigs in the top ten. There's awful lot of bigs projected to go in the top top ten. How many of y'all shoot three pointers? <laughs> yeah, you're right. They're little. What does so, that mean? 
I think this was pretty much the only. Now I'm not talking about you know what we were just talking about as far as surefire. I think this might be the only surefire pick that everyone had in their mock draft. I think when you go to and beyond, um, it's going to be pretty iffy. I think the Kings will take Marvin Bagley from Duke pretty much because Marvin Bagley is the only player that said that he wouldn't mind going to the Kings, so they better take what they can get. But Marvin Bagley is a 21-point-per-game, 11-rebound, 61.4% shooter, 19 years old, 6'10", 235. And the Kings wasted no time, and they did take Marvin Bagley the third, uh, forward center from Duke. Um, So the book out on him, basically – because because at first they you know a lot of people were talking about the Kings possibly trading out of this pick, probably earlier in the week, most of the reports started coming out that they were going to end up staying put, and most likely taking Bagley with this number two pick. Um, yep, Bagley's a done deal. But but um, I think this pick was between Marvin Bagley and and Luka Doncic. Hope I'm saying his name right. Um. I think the Kings thinking is probably like we're not in a position to take take on an unknown. Like at least if we're going to take somebody in this draft, it had to be somebody who has at least proven themselves in American basketball over a, a, a year stretch. Bagley is, is, yeah, that's is crazy pretty I'm... athletic, dude. <laughs> him, and, him and the boy DeAndre Aiden were like teammates for a year. In high school, imagine like your teammate, y'all wanted like you know right in the draft like. Bang, they probably bang, not bro. even. But I guess so. But like B said, the AAU culture dudes be leaving their city to go play high school at other places. Yo, they be leaving yeah, their city. They be reclassifying. They be lying teams about their age. Anyway. Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he had a really nice year um, at Duke. Um, he pretty much fits. What they're doing down in uh, on the front line down there in, in Sacramento, um, I think uh, I, I mentioned Luka Doncic as being one of the options for this pick. I think they also, which every team in the top ten, were taking a look at Michael Porter uh, Jr. But back injuries scare people away, so I think he's going to drop down the draft board a little bit because of that back injury. But if he's somebody that can end up going into the league and staying healthy, then somebody, you know, maybe outside of the top five might end up getting a steal if he's as good as advertised when healthy. So, um, uh, real quick, um, uh, this is from Woj. Atlanta and Dallas have agreed to a deal. They'll trade the number three and five picks, sending Luka Donick to Dallas and Young to Atlanta. And so they're gonna take Luca with the third pick and then trade him to the to whoever got the he said Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. So wait, so Luca's gonna end up in Atlanta? Is what you're saying? No, he's going. Yeah, he's going to leave. He's like, leave Atlanta. I'm he's going like, to Dallas. Oh, Atlanta, Atlanta has a third pick, so he's gonna end up. Yeah, in Atlanta. Atlanta has a third. 
Oh. Y'all act like Atlanta ain't in America. They want they want Luke they want they want Luke uh, <laughs> work with Dirk, I guess. But my thing is, exactly. how, did, how does Woj know this? Like, they'll take the fourth pick is not even taken into account. What if they mess this whole thing up? That's a that's a good point. Luca is Wait, what? So, six, who, eight, yeah, so they're six, gonna eight. read the trade again, John? Read the trade again. Uh, the the tweets from Adrian uh, Wojciechowski. It says Atlanta and Dallas have agreed to a deal. Leak sources tell ESPN they'll trade number three pick and five picks, sending Luka Donick to Dallas and trade to Atlanta. Dallas will send Atlanta a future first. So Dallas is oh, so so future first. So actually, the fourth oh, the fourth team can't mess it up uh, because yeah, the fourth team can't mess it up, Jim, because Dallas isn't claiming like there's no. There's no face to the fifth pick yet. They're just going to give them okay. that pick, and then they get to use it. Okay. So here's the commissioner. So Luke. So how the hell they take Trey Young then? Who? Trey ain't going to Oh, it said Trey Young? It said. It's a, yeah. Matter of fact, it's oh. posted. Go to the group that is posted in there. All right, because, yeah, they got the cameras now on Trey Young. So, you're right. Like, what if the fourth team – I guess they talk to that team, too. Like, don't fuck up ideas. <laughs> or they probably gauge to they make really sure they have they, no They really trying to make this boy and that's Derek Hunt. <laughs> I don't even think that's his game, though. I don't think Not he's at a all. Dirk type dude. I mean, Dirk was a Dirk type dude. He'd be running the rock on the break. He'd be breaking people's ankles. <laughs> Dirk, Dirk wasn't that until he got him a sister, and then everything nah, like, but Dirk, life Dirk, changed after that. Dirk was always a shooter. He got some of that, yeah. and he yeah, was always. What happened ruthless, to his game? He can't. He can't move like what, this cat. What happened to What, what happened to Dirk's game when he got the melanated oh. games? He started hitting that, got his own move and everything. He started bringing chitlins to the to the arena, and look, he got the push off game going <laughs> with the elbow. Look, last two highlights he pushed off. Yeah, Luca. All right, so all right, let me let me. So I want so who's the fourth pick gonna be? Yo, don't want to go to Memphis though. <laughs> Shout out to our Hank who said Luca now gets to study basketball from Dirk and sexual misconduct from the rest of the organization. <laughs> 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 Shout out to Tobias and Luca. Mom could get on Kyrie's boat. <laughs> so back to the first pick. Skyview was. He said he wondered how Bagley plays with Collie Stein. Um, if Bagley's everything he's supposed to be, Collie Stein can put his ass on the bench somewhere. <laughs> Will, Will, yo, why you be dissing Willie Trillville? <laughs> Trilly, Trilly Stein. I mean, Trilly is he's the better right now at least, he's the better defender because he's a defensive minded dude. Usually you defensive got no minded. I'm about to say your offense is trash, you don't have a choice. But to be Yo, if I'm Memphis, I'm, if I'm Memphis, I mess this up just to troll. <laughs> I mean he ain't gonna do yeah, that. Was a, this was kinda like you know what this is reminiscent of, Jim? The first and third picks back in the ninety was it ninety three? When the Magic took Chris Webber and traded him 
to Penny Orlando, who had the third. I mean, not said to Orlando, um, traded him to Golden State, who had the third pick, and took Penny Hardaway. But I don't know if they just. I don't know if they straight announced the players before the second team pick, even though then they could have because the Sixers told everybody that they were going to take bum-ass Sean Bradley. Man, all so that they knew that, that, means, that, they, could, that means, they could get that All done. that means is this is all for TV and the picks have been in since last night. <laughs> so Jimmy basically <laughs> saying the picks have already been done, and they played themselves <laughs> yo, and showed their cards just now. Yo, picks been in since last night, yo. All right, so um, as we wait for this whole thing to, to break down, we got to see what Memphis is going to do um, and who they brody Memphis into taking <laughs> to keep them from messing up the deal. Yeah, because that's, that's one weird. Teams, everybody says when you me. just said the fifth pick, I was like, okay, I can understand that. But if they're already talking about names from the fifth pick, Yo, the draft must be on delay. How the like how 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 Sway? You ain't got the answer, Sway. <laughs> yeah, cause shout out to the to the homie uh, Miz. He he's saying the same thing. Like, what if Memphis picks Trey? <clears throat> I don't know. That's that's a weird situation right there. All right, so even though he's not staying there, let's talk about Luca real quick before they come out with this Memphis pick. Um, he's from Real Madrid. Uh, that's where he played last year. He's 6'8", 220, 19 years old. Um, and all, like, they, they did a compilation of his stats in all competitions. He averaged 14 points, five rebounds, and 4.6 assists per game. Um and there was rumors that the Hawks have had discussions about trading this pick. The team that they were talking to besides the Mavericks were um, the Orlando Magic. Um, and, and it was especially if the Kings went with Bagley at number two. Um, they thought that Atlanta would have a nice market for Luka Doncic if they decided to pick him. See, and that's the thing. Like, when, when, we, when you first said he was going there – like he he's six eight, but he plays point guard a lot, and they have Schroeder, who I pretty much thought they were good with. For the nah, future. they don't bang. So with, Atlanta, they don't bang with the ball no more. They don't bang with Schroeder like that no more. Nah, he's, they he's trying to get out him up out of there. Yep. Well, that means this would have been a good pick for them if they didn't trade it. Then, if they trying to get Schroeder out of there. Because I, I was they, thinking they, that it wouldn't be, you know, it's it's easier for them to trade because they have who they think is the point guard of the future. But if they are getting rid, you know, if they try to get Schroeder up out of there, then why wouldn't they keep this pick? Good who knows? Question. Maybe the reports are wrong. <laughs> who knows? But they, they did say the Hawks had strong, strong interest in Trey Young. So, you know, if, if Memphis doesn't throw a, a wrench in this whole thing, then they're going to get their man. And I guess it's one of those things you could trade back, get extra assets, and not take Trey Young in a spot where he probably doesn't deserve to be taken, you know? Interesting. So. 
Yeah, because I'm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm reading the same thing that B just said. Because they were like Doncic, had he got drafted here and stayed, he'd be able to start immediately because they've soured on Dennis Schroeder. So mm-hmm. I don't understand. All right, Jaron Jackson Jr. is the pick for Memphis. Do y'all remember Jaron Jackson Sr.? Mm-hmm. Played with Jaren him. Jackson. He played for the Sixers for a minute. He he won a championship with the Spurs. With San Antonio. He was a yeah. shooter. He was a six-seven well, shooter. He was a shooter for back then, because like we talk about every week, shooters about to get erased. Like they, that whole concept is about to get erased from the the record books because regular dudes are going to surpass the statistics of shooters. But yeah, Jaron Jackson. Yeah, he played 13 years in the league, and that that six, championship six, I talked four, about six, that was the, the '99. That was the first joint with Tim Duncan and, and David Robinson. I mean, his son gonna be nice because you know, average yeah. ass players. They, they be, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had time. He had time to spend with him. Um, Yo, it's probably the best to draft right here. <laughs> Just out of the blue. Shout out to Tim Hardaway not being that guy. His son, his son, I right, but it just still, it still irks me that his son ain't got crazy handles. Yo, I be watching the Knicks games. I be like, if you don't come down here and you tap two step somebody, but Tim never told him. He, he don't, don't even know how to do that. <laughs> he don't even know what that is. What is that? You got YouTube his own pop when people talk about it. Like I'm looking at the, Hopefully the highlights. Know. First thing come when you YouTube is Tim Hardaway. The first thing that come up ain't that no more. This dude's foot speed looks a little slow to me. And he yeah, ain't got no Yeah, he a little he a little slow footed. Yo, he's getting compared to former MVP candidate Joakim Noah. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. Never mind. Man bun. Nah, he's six eleven. He shot he shot forty he shot forty percent from three at six eleven, so you, you know they're gonna love that. When you go with Tim Hardaway, when you go Tim Hardaway, like basketball don't even talk no more, y'all. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't want him on my team, and um, second of all, you know, if he was on my team, I, I would you know really distance myself from him because um, uh, uh, I don't think that's right, and you know I I, I don't think that. You know, he should be in a locker room while we're in a locker room. And it's just a whole lot of other things. So I, I yeah, wouldn't, get I wouldn't even be a part of that. But, you know, <laughs> on that note, like that going on and it's a lot. Yo. On that <laughs> note. All right. So we've gotten, <laughs> you, <laughs> we've gotten you live through the first four picks. We know who the fifth pick is going to be because of the trade that Jimmy announced. Um, so, you know, we hope you guys are – Having a good time watching the draft, and we'll talk about the results of the draft next week on the show. Jimmy, let's holler at the people. So, thanks, everybody, for joining us for another briefing in the world. Everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, all the calls we got through, Sloopy, y'all. There was only like one of them. We couldn't get to everybody, so we apologize. But tune next week, live right here on demand to catch up everything happening in the world of sports. Um, Until then, enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you right back here. Catch everything we do, um, social media, our blogs, broadcast, everything we do with the hub, which is WorldSports.com. Also, pick up my book, Sports the Book, at SportsTheBook.com or WorldSports.com. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. 
and we'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.